are the things I usually walk my clients through every time uh, there's some level of an infidelity that's going on. And it is what I tell the wounded person, the person who has been cheated on, what to look for within their spouse to see if it's going to be healthy and wise for them to open up their heart again towards them. Or is this cheating actually um, part of an escalating behavior or pattern? Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, once a cheater, always a cheater, question mark. Good one. (laughs) There it is. Second try. All right. So here's the question. I have been going through Facebook marriage groups because wonderful questions, also lots and lots and lots of hurt people. And one of the questions that came up was, do you believe once a cheater, always a cheater? What do you think? That's a hard one, isn't it? That's a really hard one. Yeah, it's not easy. Because when that trust is broken, it's really hard to believe that someone's going to and not just trust broken like you lied about getting the oil changed in the car right. or you know what you spent a few dollars on when you've broken trust in something as intimate as sexual, sexual vulnerability yeah. yeah so once a cheater always a cheater what do you think well man there's there's the part of me that likes to believe the best in people yeah. and that people can change yep yeah. And then there's a part of me that says, ooh, uh uh-uh. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, Twice, shame shame on on me. me. Exactly. I think that there are some things that um, make it easier to believe uh, that once a cheater, not always a cheater. That they've changed. That they've changed. What are those things? That's a great... What are those things? Thank you for bringing that up. How would you know... That someone has learned from their mistake. That again, everyone's everyone's human. Everyone makes sure. mistakes. Sure. Some mistakes are worse than other mistakes. Right. We're not going to be naive and say all mistakes are the same. Right. So when something as big or personal or vulnerable as infidelity, sexual infidelity right. with someone else, what would you need to see? And again, let's assume it's the husband here. I'm not even going to say if it was a male or a female, female who right. asked the question. I think beyond just seeing things, I think, um, first of all, that um, that if it were you, I would um, want to be able to ask you any question, any time about what you're doing, how's it going, how are things, and you not be defensive about it. Being receptive to being questioned. Yes, exactly. For how long would you want to do that? For the next 10 years? No, no. I don't know how long. It would depend probably upon um, uh, how changes happen within you mm-hmm. o- over a period of time. And right. healing, there's no there's no hard and fast rule to when healing happens and right. trust is rebuilt. But there are definitely things that can be done to build trust faster. Right. And one of those things, again, what you would look for in me is openness, non-defensiveness. I am right. willing to be transparent. Exactly. With my behaviors or my thoughts or my actions. Exactly. Transparency would help build trust. Right. And, what else? And that would also include, um, besides me asking questions, me asking, can I have access to your phone? Yep. Will you give me the, the code for your phone so I can check it and, and, and see what's going on? Yeah. I think also your willingness to just talk and engage. Oh, and not be shut down or withdrawn. Right. Yep. 
showing an, an investment into the marriage, an investment into wanting to um, make things work and make things yeah. right. To actually rebuild intimacy, which requires communication, right. vulnerability, engagement. I can't just be shut off in my own world and rebuild intimacy with you right. or, or trust. Right. Yeah. I think another one, and this is kind of the obvious one, is that that there would be a definite sorrow about what had happened. Yeah. I hesitate to add that because a lot of times when people get caught, they seem sorrowful. Yeah. But they're but it's really about just that they've been caught. Right. And so putting that in there is a little bit kind of a hard to to judge because so many times when when people are caught in their infidelity, they're like I'm sorry it'll never happen again, blah blah blah. Um, that's not true sorrow. You want to see contriteness. You want to see that I hurt because I hurt you. Right. Now, I'm not hurting because I got busted. Right. I'm hurting because I understand the impact that it's had on you, the heartbreak that I've caused in you, and because you are hurting, I now hurt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's super important. What if I never really even admitted that I had an affair. I never apologized. I never took responsibility. Yeah, that, I guess that was, that. that's, yes, that is definitely, I was thinking, kind of wrap that into that sorrow about right. what happened. But yes, if you never admitted that what you did was wrong or that you even did it or any of that, yep. that would be, that would make it really difficult to believe that you were going to change. Yeah, if there was no responsibility on my right. part. Again, if, if someone is cheating, I've seen it so many times in my office that they the excuses now come out. I was lonely. Uh, you right. weren't doing something to me. They actually spin it and blame you. You, exactly. weren't, you weren't meeting my needs, so what else am I supposed to do? Um, and they don't ever take responsibility for their bad decision in, in having an affair with somebody. Right. And exactly. that responsibility is huge, huge. Right. I think I would also really want you to to be curious and want to know how what you did affected me. Oh, good one. You know, there's there's a lot of blame that can happen and a lot of okay, taking responsibility, but if you don't if you don't approach me and say, "I know I screwed up. How is this affecting you? How I mean, really how besides hating me and being mad at me and all of those things, what does it what did it make you feel? Sure. And that's probably really hard to get to sure. because you know you already messed up and you don't want to hear again how you've really messed up. Yeah. Um, and that's more that's on a deeper level, but that builds that intimacy and it actually so shows that's a way that will really show that you actually care. Yeah. I would add one more thing in there. Okay. Um, if I was the one who cheated, I would want to demonstrate that I'm trying to understand myself why right. I did that, um, what what led me to that place, which now means I need to go do my own work. I need, exactly. to, I need to get counseling. I need to have some level of accountability and demonstrate that I'm growing in understanding of myself right? so that I don't just repeat the pattern because I haven't dealt with something, you know, five years now, 10 years right. from now, um, that I've actually come to understand myself. And if I do that... And all the other things that you have right. mentioned, take responsibility, show contriteness, um, be open and transparent. If I do all of those things, then I believe that 
marriages can survive infidelity. Right. That Absolutely. a person who has who has create who has committed adultery can actually not let that define them, right. but can actually use it to redeem um, something within themselves and become a healthier human being. Right. So and I actually don't believe it's once a cheater, always a cheater. I think there needs to be de- demonstrated, demonstrable steps that they are taking um, so that they can redeem themselves. Right. And I think when you put all those yeah. together, that you can actually see measurable movement forward, which makes yes. trust rebuild, intimacy rebuild, and all of those things. Yeah. Again, as a counselor, I believe that people actually can heal. They can actually change. Right. They can get better. They can they can redeem their lives or else I wouldn't do the job that I do. Um, but this is a hard one. A yeah. lot of people aren't willing to do all of those steps that we just kind of talked through. Um, right. Because it's, again, it's, it's too vulnerable. It's too personal. Um, and they actually would rather just go back to um, uh, comforting themselves and what other, what, whatever unhappy or I'm sorry, unhealthy behavior there is. Right. And, and the thing that happens too is it takes a lot of work on the person who had the offense or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. It takes a lot of work on their part to build that retrust yeah. with their spouse or their yeah. partner. And it would be very easy to give up. Yeah. And and a lot of times I think the the person who who committed the affair the affair um, gives up just right as that turning point happens yeah. for the for the other spouse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it just sometimes it takes a long time for all of those things yeah. to be rebuilt in a spouse and for the feelings to come back yeah. and the love and the care and the yeah. trust and all of that. And it's like, okay, I've been doing this and I've been doing this and when I've been doing this and isn't that enough? Yeah. And and it's usually they just give up right at yeah. right as things are about to shift. Yeah, and that you're you're very, very right. It's very unfortunate when that happens because they'll they've done all the hard work and then they bail out at the end. It's painful to watch. Mm-hmm. It's painful to watch. Um, you you nailed all of the major things that I I would have brought up if you had had an affair and what I would need to see in the relationship. These are the things I usually walk my clients through every right. time uh, there's some level of an infidelity that's going on. And it is what I tell the wounded person, the person who has been cheated on, what to look for within their spouse right. to see if it's going to be healthy and wise for them to open up their heart again right. towards them. Or is this cheating actually um, part of a, an escalating behavior or pattern. Right. Because if it is, then the answer is different. All sorts of things change. Sure. Um, but I, again, I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater, because I think people can be redeemed. Right. But there are certain things to look for so that they demonstrate they're getting healthy. Yep. You and I are on the same page. You is smart. Sweet. You is a very I've, smart woman. I've learned from the best. <laughs> Anyway, if this happens to be your situation, you have found yourself in some level of um, trust being broken in your relationship and you don't know where to turn, you don't know where to start, um, we would suggest securemarriage.com is a fantastic place to just start getting some resources on what healthy marriages, healthy relationships actually look like so that you can find that footing, that grounding underneath you when your world's completely upside down if you found out your spouse has been unfaithful to you in some way. That is a highly... (laughs) 
uh, unstable time. It's so confusing. And so we want you to get some solid ground underneath your feet. So yep. uh, securemarriage.com has all sorts of fantastic resources that you can start to um, um, find that, that solid footing again. So anyway, we hope you find this helpful. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, once a cheater, always cheater. Always uh. a cheater? <laughs> question mark? Say the word question mark, too. Yeah, I know, but I didn't get I know. the... All right.